0: The Call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe.
1: Hi, welcome back to OzBiz. Great to have you company live from our Barangaroo studios for the call 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. It's Monday, the 13th of March, and what a morning to have these two here. Greg Sodhi from Intelligent Investor, Nathan Thomas and Darren from Deep Data Analytics. Gents, how are you?
0: The market's
1: all very nervy today, aren't they? Banking dominoes falling. <laughs> Third Bank today, Signature Bank in the US has been closed.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you get nervous, Nathan? I love this. I love it. Um, we we actually had banks our our uh, the biggest sell sector for yep. a number of months. For quite a while, you've yeah. been saying that. And I, I'm not uh, disagreeing what the market's seeing. I'm not. I, I just you mind didn't
1: pick this, though, No, right? no. But yeah. I mean,
2: but the thing is, the exposure should be logical. The bank has, by definition, shrunk to deal with a certain part of the market. And that market has been in a bear market for over a year. Yeah. So is anyone shocked that they're having a tough time? Yeah. No. Um, but I think what's more important is the what has got them into trouble. I mean, you can see the bonds and the losses from that side. And that's the contagion. Yeah. What, what people are, you know, you've seen Bank of England. Uh, step in when the pension funds got into trouble with the bond market. Yeah. And similarly you're having these kind of issues. So this is not going away. I think yeah, the bank So a help.
1: lot a lot of people would say back in the GFC, yeah. banks got caught in dodgy loans yeah. and dodgy mortgages. Here they're being caught in government bonds, which are meant to be the safest of the safe investment. And no one got fired for uh, investing in government bonds. Well, well th- times have changed. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, when you have nearly 15 years of manipulated bond market, there is side effects to it. Right. And it basically destroyed a um, logical asset allocation. Yeah. And so we've got manipulated asset allocation. Banks are forced to have to hold certain assets for liquidity reasons. And when things go a bit pear-shaped, they're left holding the losses. And, right. that's, and that's going to play out. And I think, don't, don't worry about a specific bank why it's playing, but the thematic of banks getting into those kind of issues, right. we've already seen it in Europe, UK, we're seeing now in the US. And without a doubt, emerging markets are a source of uncertainty. That's right. going to flow into, I would assume, European banks, because they have a high exposure to emerging markets. And these kind of things will continue to play when you're in a slowing cycle. So
1: there's general weakness in the banking market. I think it's that's
0: just... expected. Gaurav, do you get Look, concerned? for me, this is just um, a prime example of, of why investing is so damn hard. I mean, yeah. who would have thought a week ago we would be sitting here talking about the collapse of a top 20 American bank? Yep. And, and as you say, I mean, this was my thought process as well, that um, loan quality has actually been pretty good. The banks are well capitalized in general. The Aussie banks have yep. never been stronger. Yep. It just wasn't something I was thinking about at all. And um, the businesses do get caught up in it. So one of my portfolio holdings, I own a business called Ike GPS. Um, I had a couple of um, million bucks with SVB. Yep. And I, yeah. I, didn't, I did not have as a risk factor <laughs> that, <laughs> that they'll lose a couple of million bucks by holding deposits in a Silicon Valley-based yeah. bank. I, yeah. That was not in my mind, and it would, never would be. It just shows that this is a tough game, stuff happens and um, it's unpredictable stuff. Mm. It just it's a reminder that we need to be uh, sensible and cautious all the time, Mm. especially when other people are being silly. And over the last few years, there's just been so much crazy behavior and it's just being it's getting discovered now. Um, So this this, you know, I I don't know what happens from here. I don't know whether this is specific to SVP or this is a more systemic thing. I don't know. But um, it just shows that you need to be uh, sensible all the time. You, you ca- yeah. cannot get carried away with the crowd. You cannot be euphoric, and you cannot do dumb stuff. Never, because you get punished for it in this yeah. game.
1: Now uh, we should say all all the deposits uh, are being
0: backed. Uh, are they? I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. It right, just okay. literally happened. Okay. Uh,
1: Janet Yellow Okay. Sort of this morning. Right, came right. out and said all depositors will will be looked after, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but. Every company affected has really had to come out and declare. And declare it, so, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Sightminder using mm. um, using uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Or native come out and denied. Mm. They have anything on deposit. <laughs> so every tech company has got to do it, right? Yeah, we've got yeah. a bit. Or no, we're not. Or, yeah, yeah. But
2: it's just it's the an uncertainty. That's it. And, and that will now will sit in the investor mind. Mm. Yes. So there will be a pullback in the multiple that they were paying. I think you're right. Because this mm. is not going away. Yep. So suddenly this is another risk factor that's going to be there. Yeah. And now banks who've naturally gravitate to certain parts where they make the most amount of money, they have created that risk. Yeah. So now everyone will look at that and say, Oh, that might not be a good thing anymore. You need want the mm. diversification. So yeah. yeah, I think it's We've had such a perfect cycle where you could do just about anything and get away with it. Yeah. Now that's turning and the cycle will have an effect. And and there is, and this is the most important point. There is no playbook for this. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody's ever done this kind of pump and dump. And yeah. the dump is having an effect and it must. If you want to bring inflation down, you're going to crack a few eggs. Yeah. So guess what? This is not something that they're going okay, to stop.
1: So, so are you saying, Central bankers should hang up because there's talk today because of this that the Federal Reserve shouldn't increase interest rates tomorrow when they meet. Um,
2: um, I think uh, in a week. In a uh, week. Yeah. In a week or so, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think they should um, because right. if they don't. let go on regardless. Yeah, because this is not something that is not expected. You are. You know, it's, it's like saying, you know, I want to make an omelette, but I don't want to break eggs. I mean, yeah. it just doesn't work. What they don't want to say is the reality is if you are going to bring inflation down, you are going to tighten. When you tighten, things will break. That is just normal. Yeah. So no. that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, so, suppose you to. break one egg in yeah. a carton. Fair enough. But if it leads to five broken eggs, then you got to rethink
0: Look, Look, I do think we need to remember that this whole problem has been caused by Artificially low rates being sustained for too long, and when you do that, you you create the scenario for misallocation of, of capital, wow. and that's what's causing all this. I think all this this big bubble, crypto, every dumb thing that's been gone on in the last five to ten years has has happened because of poor policy decisions. Yeah. I mean. They haven't. They they acted too slowly, um, and they they can't make the same mistake again. I mean, mm. y- you have to normalize interest rates, and they should have done it before. But
2: history tells you, if you don't do it properly, and that's why Jerome Powell was very aggressive last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is that if you don't follow through, you get the second wave. Yeah, and mm. even in the seventies, you got the second wave. Mm. And one thing what we know for sure. The second wave does more damage than the first wave every time. So I think they'll be very cautious. They're doing the backing, which logically supports it. But that just means that they need to keep following through. Otherwise, Mm. they create a situation where they're trying to save things. And while they're looking at inflation going up again.
0: And we're past the point where this is just shipping and lumber and COVID stuff. It's not transit. They they have a proper wage price spiral in the US and and it has to be broken. Yeah,
1: yeah and whether we're lagging or we're in a different situation. It yeah. is interesting, our mortgage rates are much more susceptible to interest rate increases in yes, yes, the right. US and getting to the consumer. So yep. if you can say lucky, mm. a bit lucky like that. Mm. Uh, let's get into the uh, first five stocks so we're gonna cover uh, in the first half hour, RPM Global, Latitude, Credit Corp. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. So a few financials in this half hour, Mm. plus Mm. Ordinate as well. All right, uh, let's uh, go to our first stock. And Rob wants a view, mate, on on RPM Global, the big uh, uh, technology solutions, consulting, training, business software, business for the mining industry.
2: Yeah, uh, this is bad because he he actually picked this early, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, nothing
0: annoys you more. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I remember his uh, buddies at Forager were long the stock as well, mm-hmm. and Steve was pushing this, and it did well. I, I mean, I liked it, but uh, it's had a really good run. Yeah. It's coming off with growth stocks. Yeah. Um, I think it's 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 a good business. I think they're doing well. We actually like this services side. The mining services, construction services, yeah. um, and I think RPM Global looks good. Um, it's just you're in a situation where the market is you know, jumping at shadows, but it's come back and I think I think it's interesting here. I think it's interesting. I think um, you would... So what is interesting, mate? I would say you start nibbling. Um, um, you accumulate it over the next okay. um, three to six months. I think it does okay. Um, I think if the business is doing well. I don't <clears> see a huge risk. Um, And I think the sector area is looking good. We actually like a number of those stocks in that sector. Uh, So yeah, I like it. I think the mining services is starting to look interesting. CapEx is doing well. um, And I think that'll flow through to everyone. Even construction services are looking relatively good. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the construction companies, but uh, the services players are looking good. And I like a few of them. Um, we've seen service Stream come out with an upgrade. Codan is doing well, um, and the you know Austal looks pretty good on the uh, shipbuilders. There's a number of unique players up starting to look interesting, and this one is one one of those. So, yes, gross was right actually for the initial cycle. They were they had a huge run. It's come back, and I think it's okay. again looking looking to look good up. value. Go uh,
0: look, I should say up front that um, we own this in all three of our funds. I own it personally, um, and I'm, Nah, okay, I'll, I'll say we, we bought it 55 cents, I'm quite happy with it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. I'm particularly, <laughs> I think like why I'm particularly proud of this um, uh, this recommendation is because it looked, it, it, it was not obvious at all. We had to do a lot of work to uncover the idea. That change um, of business. Was the same, change of yeah, business. So that was a, you guys did well, you guys did this well. This used to be known as Rangi Pinak I want to say consulting business, mostly to the coal industry. And so a few years oh. ago, the company got absolutely uh, pummeled um, as the, the, the exit into out of coal was happening yep. and there was a cyclical downturn in mining and their advisory business was getting killed. But inside the business, there was also this little software business that had, um, had mining software. This new CEO who we had known of Uh, joined the business, took a stake in it, and he had a history of building and selling software businesses. And and so we was just watching what he was doing quite carefully and he started buying up at the bottom of the cycle, a whole bunch of um, software businesses. And um, it became evident that he was trying to consolidate and build Um, a sort of a modular software business to turn this old consulting business into a software business Mm -hmm. and um, you couldn't see the results of that because it was all swamped by poor results from um, consulting but underneath it all you could see the emergence of this good quality little software business and over the years that has grown and become now a SaaS business and um, I would say still sort of three or four years later we're still not seeing how good this business could potentially be because uh, right. They've gone from um, uh, paying upfront licences to paying subscriptions. So mm-hmm. revenue actually has been falling or doing nothing, but subscription revenue has been climbing rapidly. Yeah. And I still think there's an opportunity to convert more um, sort of maintenance revenue down to the subscription so, line. So is the
1: market not understanding I don't this think they've got it. When yep. you go from an upfront yep. to a subscription, yep. you take a big hit in that first year. Absolutely you do. Yep. Uh, yep. Because it's spread rather than being really lumpy.
0: I think there's a second bite available here because um, listening to the AGM uh, late last year, they did say, the the CEO did say that they've now um, gone through a lot of their um, legacy business and and you should start seeing um, the impact of all their investment now coming through to the bottom line. So it was, look, the the result in February was a bit disappointing. They had um, much higher costs than I think anyone expected. But there's a bit of COVID impacts there, and um, I would just I think this is a business that deserves a bit of patience. I still think it's a buy. It's a little bit worrying when you get a small company um, when the share price starts falling on heavy volume and no news. It, it's a bit of a bit of a worry. But I think we've got enough understanding of this company and enough trust in the right. management that I'm quite happy to put a buy on this. Um, and, and I think it's it's one to, to watch. Probably the instinct of
1: Nathan put
0: a, a nibble. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'd probably be a bit more aggressive than that, actually.
1: Right. <laughs> At $1.45. Yeah, but I'd go
0: off of and, and yeah. buy okay. it. I think it's quite interesting. Right. But just be aware that the, <laughs> there's been some funny market moves. And, um, well, and The and thing don't is, don't we've seen shopped.
2: that with a number of stocks we like. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've had some, sta- some substantial shareholders decided, okay, that now they don't like yep. it for some, whatever reason, and they get out. And you go through that decent heat. So it's happening because fund managers have underperformed. Mm-hmm. and they are doing strategic review and then they decided they want to leave a stock and they've got in these kind of small stocks they have a substantial holding right. it's not something they can flick a switch and get out yeah you're right it right. takes a while so even the big caps like elders it mm-hmm. took it took a month it took yeah. well, you right. know so it's it's and that can weigh on a stock and weigh on sentiment yep. because someone's selling consistently right. what i love so about this
0: it. company is that it shows you that you can't just go off and buy something on a low multiple and a high yield and expect to do well yeah. because anyone, including the programs that are crawling the market, can find that. You actually have to do some original work and come up yeah. with some original insight. And okay. um, that's why I love this. It's a great example of, of how you do that and make multiples of the Yeah, way. yeah,
1: and, and your team as well, mm. analysing it. All right, uh, Peter wants to view uh, Gorab on a Latitude Group, mm. uh, the financial services group. Um, loans, credit cards, insurance, in buy now, pay later when it was hot. Yeah. Uh, what do you think
0: of Uh The other thing these guys do a lot of is installment payments. Right. Um, so they, um, yeah. you know, when you... When they you do pay... the Harvey Norman style That's right. Uh, style uh, that's like, right. The Harvey yeah. Norman yeah. style ones. Yes. And they do, you're right. They find Harvey Norman. Um, so when this first IPO, um, our analyst called it the worst IPO he's ever seen. And, and the guy's got 20 years of experience. So that was very telling. And of course, right. that IPO got pulled. came back a second mm-hmm. time. I would say no to this purely because I have lost faith in management. Um, the way the incentive of this company was structured was quite appalling, actually. You know, it was structured to get give the, um, the CEO a huge boon just for listing the thing. And um, I, that's the wrong that word. Yeah, Ahmed Farul. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't, you know, I think regardless of, I know the numbers look okay. And as I said before, if all you did was draw for numbers, you might actually buy this. And that would be an error in my view. I think this is one where, where the mistakes of management are only evident much further down the line. And the incentives are, I think to grow this at almost any cost and, and, I'm, and I'm worried about the bombs that might be hidden inside as the market turns. So right. this is actually a strong avoid for me, I think you want to get out of this if you're in it.
2: Yeah, uh, I think we've, I've said this before, when an IPO underperforms over the first six to nine months. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Yep. And yes, run. run. <laughs> um, it's not a sector that we like. Um, it's not a stock that has performed like what we market expected. It's been underperforming for more than a year, nearly two years. Uh, on expectations downgrading, um, in in a cycle where asset prices have gone through the moon. Uh, mm-hmm. So in reality, if you didn't do well when they floated, you're not going to do well now. Right. Um, so it, yes, it's probably you know the problem here is everyone loves to look at stocks that have fallen 40, 50 percent because for some reason that's supposed to be cheap. And this is where you've got to be careful in this kind of market because if the macro is turned around and it's going south, your earnings are going to keep going south. So it can still be expensive after halving. So in that context, this is a high risk play. And as I said before, if the IPO underperforms over the first six to nine months, I mean, apart from from my memory, Colin Foods was the only one that went against the trend. Yes, that's right. Right. Everyone else has actually proven that trend. And yeah, okay. not not betting against that. All
1: right. Mm -hmm. Let's stick with financials, though. Another financial stock, quite different. Mike wants a view on uh, Credit Corp, they they buy loan books from other financial institutions and chase up
2: the debtors on it. Uh, Look, I'll start with the positives. It's a great business when the cycle is with you. Management is great. Their growth story is in the US. Um, That's, I mean, pretty much here, Collection House blew up and they picked it up cheap. Um, (laughs) And Mm. look, they're great. But last year, this was our biggest short idea because this is like, banks on steroids because they're buying something at a discount, hoping to get a bit more than what it is. But when you go into the the down cycle, recession risk, blah, blah, this just becomes an even higher risk. So it's been smashed. Outlook is weak. Am I shocked? No. Um, Is it time to jump into this? Look, you got time. It's a great business. They execute really well, but it's a classic cycle play you don't buy it when the cycle's tough. So when banks are blowing up, this is not the time to buy it. You buy it when the Fed, eventually, you don't need to rush in and try and pick the bottom. The day the Fed goes, we're done with hikes. Right. Then you buy it. Okay. So you wait for this one. I like it, but it's ugly. It's gonna get even more ugly. And I'm not jumping in, but it's one when the Fed says we're done with red okay, hikes. Okay, up.
1: the story is, when you go through tough times, they buy the loan book cheaper yeah. and can make more money.
2: Yeah, the only problem is if the recession risk is gone through the roof, we think we have been calling that US will go into recession, whether it's, you know, borderline or not, who cares? Yeah. The economy is going to face that kind of recession pressure. That means what they get out of it may not be as good as what it is. Right, their default rate the, Yeah, they might go right. up. So the, there's a really high risk on their earnings. Right.
0: So no for you no go ahead. I I think I disagree with Nathan, but we'll probably come to a similar conclusion. It's a hold for me, but I'm quite I'm a lot more positive on the business itself. I think this is actually a a really high quality company um, because the management's outstanding. And what you have to understand about a business like this is that unlike a tradition for a traditional financial business, which depends on kind of the size of the asset book and the price they can get for sort of selling loans. This one um, depends more on the price they pay for their um, debt ledgers and how much they can collect. It's a different set of activities that they're engaged in compared to to traditional uh, finance. And so what influences traditional finance won't necessarily influence this one. It's it's, it's on its own cycle and it's quite different. and the reason why I think it's underperformed and why the market's been disappointed with the recent results was that they've, they've moved into the US in a very large way and they've done that quite successfully so far. But in the last half, they really slowed their activity of, of purchases. Um, and that Im, that tells you in the future, there's going to be slower growth. Um, and, and I think the market is just following that right. through and reading it through. But they are good at that. I think, I think that's the strength. They're really good I at that. Agree. See, like, yeah. I completely I
2: know they're going to underperform
0: I our I think yeah. it's a sell. But
2: they tell you, mm. it's like Iluka. <laughs> you don't need to bloody forecast it. Iluca tells you, it looks weak, sell. <laughs> and Credit Corp, uh, yeah. they, when they do less buying, yeah. they're literally telling you, it's going to be tough, we're not going to make that much money, so we're not going to go out there and shoot ourselves in right. the foot. So, I mean, I think they grabs right, they're really good management. Because of their good management, right. they're telling you it's going to be tough. So you've gone to a sell. Oh, I'd be. Oh, look, we're not there. We we think it's a sell idea. We still think it's a sell
0: idea. I right. think it's going to be tough, but there will be a time to buy this thing. That inherent conservatism is such a powerful thing. How many businesses are there that um, yeah. automatically, by themselves, sure. slow their own growth for the preservation of, of long-term yeah. capital? Right? Yeah, not great. many. This is one. I would put this as a hold. I wouldn't. Certainly, wouldn't be selling it. We're not far away from a buy, but I I don't think we're quite there yet. No. And there's no doubt this is this is going to slow over, over the they, next 12 months.
2: All the competitors just blow themselves up.
0: These no, guys they're just they you know, tread water.
2: A yeah. And when things improve, yeah. boom. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, it's so good you can say it's a hold. Yeah. But for us, it's been a sell for more than a year. Right. Uh, and the cycle has played out. And I think they're not going to do much. Oh. But you know,
0: you can wait and buy. That's okay. The,
1: all right, uh, Gaurav Simon want to view on Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, the uh, the regional bank.
0: Hmm. Not bad, actually. I was I wasn't sure what to expect. I don't spend a lot of time on banks in general, and certainly even less time on regional banks in particular. But yep. I was I thought this was all right. Um, it's nothing flashy or spectacular, but what you have here is a very traditional, simple banking operation. Um, 75% of their loans, of their funding comes from their deposit base. Um, um, and the whole business is, is trades around book, which I think for the returns this thing j- generates um, with this kind of secure funding is probably about right. I think this is perfectly adequately priced, generating reasonable returns. If you're an income investor and you want to utilise the franking credits and, and the yield, you can hold this. This is not where you're going to go for outperformance. Right. I don't see an easy investment case to be made. I don't think it's mispriced. I don't think there's an opportunity, but you can hold it if you want the dividends, right. and you, you, you probably continue collecting them. Yeah, I think.
2: Oh look, I think the regionals mm. hold up better than the main ones. Um, mm. So you know, in a weird way, we, yeah. we're in a situation where these guys mm. are okay. Um, look, I, I think the sector underperforms. It just doesn't. For me, they uh, relative to their own history. The banks are overvalued, so th- yeah. there's a cycle that they're going to come off in. So they will underperform, but. You know, if you're in the banks, you are either there a long term, so you don't care what I say, you're going to hold it anyway. Yep. Um, or um, you're, you're basically there for the yield player and you're willing to take on the volatility. If those are the two reasons, fine, yeah. you hold it, right? So for those investors, I think it's a hold. But if you are uh, um, looking at where you're going to get your returns from on a total return basis, I think banks underperform. I think banks struggle in the, in the short to medium term. Long-term dynamics will set on how the economy plays out. I yep. think it's elevated risk. So for me, the banks are a sell. So in that context, I'd say it's a sell, but depend on what you're there for. If you're there for the yield, if you're there from the long-term, it's a hold. And I think right. it matches up with the whole, whole. whole field. Yeah, none, none of our banks are going to get into uh, it. Mark Gardner
1: from Macro who got so frustrated with uh, his clients who just wouldn't sell their banks. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That he had a great chart, they've done a study. Comparing the big four banks with an ASX 200 ETF over the last 15 years. And the ASX 200 ETF is 12% per annum oh, and the wow. banks at five. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which is basically the <laughs> dividend, right? Yeah.
1: Which includes the dividend. Yeah, yeah. But the thing
2: to remember is in <laughs> the US, in the last decade plus, they have actually had a rate hike cycle and a cut cycle. Right. RBA never did that. So if you're looking at post-GFC interest rates, you had a bounce in 2010. Mm. And since then, it's been falling every year. It never yeah. went up.
1: Yeah,
2: It's like you could not think of a better decade for banks <laughs> if you tried. So the reality is the next 10 won't be as good. It right. can't be. Right. Theoretically, and it can't. And if they
1: didn't perform the last 10, it's certainly not going to be the it. next 10. All right, Henry, wants of you uh, made it on Ordinate, the... Uh, digital audio <laughs> networking group with the Dunpei platform.
2: Uh, still good? Oh, look, it's good. Uh, we, we got out around 10 bucks uh, and it's hard to say jump back in. Interest rates are still going up. It's in the top two tech growth stocks in my, yep. in, in my view. It's a great stock. I think it's doing well. Management's executing. I don't have an issue with it. It's just the market we're in. And the yeah. multiple leader tracks. and and the problem is you know people see it it's not like I'm the only one everyone knows it that's why the stock doesn't fall it should fall but it's, it's not falling right so in reality if the market has a tough time and interest rates are getting hiked up this will come off and so I'm just waiting on the big thematic to turn on growth value and at this point the only factor in the last one month that has worked is value yeah, right and this is nowhere near value so that's the only thing against it i think it's a great stock um look if you own it you don't care what i say you're going to hold it uh, right. and i think you should uh, right. but i can't get myself to buy it at these multiples okay
1: so i'll hold if you're in it correct
0: we will have held it for a long time yeah. um i've held it for a long time personally i think it's an outstanding potential little monopoly um and I I don't disagree with my, what Nathan is saying. I mean, it, I'm surprised it's held up as much as it has, and I mm. was looking mm-hmm. forward to the price falling so I could buy some more, yeah. and it just has not happened. Um, but there are a couple of stocks in that bucket, and they all share something in common: uh, WiseTech, ProMedicus, um, Altium, yeah. TechOne, Ordinate. There's La- something. La- and La- the Politics. common thread is that those are outstanding, yeah. the top tech businesses on the ASX. This market has not panicked; it has not fallen over. The companies that deserve high multiples and big valuations still have them and and i think that's yeah. not by accident so mm-hmm. you know maitha i know you you sold at 10. i would still call that a mistake even though you came out on top on that because i don't think this is a company you want to be selling easily this is the sort of thing you want to hold on for for years because it hasn't even begun yet you know no, the, the no, monetization no, look i don't
2: i don't disagree uh, and i have no problems going back to
0: it yeah um, but that's, that's the, the key you thing. got to get back
2: to yeah, it yeah right? i will go back to yeah, it yeah. i mean the the you know, before choice is algae and Ordinate, right? Yeah. yeah. For the love of God, can you people sell that?
0: I know. <laughs> What's going
2: on? <laughs> what is wrong with you people?
0: Uh, I'm waiting you know, for i'm telling Medicus. me you should sell. I'm sell. Um, yeah. So those, those five. Yeah. You know.
2: I don't know if I'd say all of them as good. Um,
0: no, come on, they're pretty good.
2: They are good, yeah. and they've executed. So I, I don't have an issue. Prometicus is interesting because it's kind of where we are in the cycle the healthcare exposure yeah. and how they're doing so that kind of comes out from a different angle and they've done well so it's hard to go against them wise tech what it's played i've got an issue on wise tech how it plays in this cycle it might be tough um but geez you know yeah i get this question all the time right on yeah. a daily basis LTM why aren't you buying it now? It's like it's not in the in the cycle <laughs> yet. When the cycle turns,
0: trust mm. me, right. I want to buy them. I think right. that's right. getting very cute and, and all those all those businesses are, are the are the best um, yeah. on, on the on the tech on, in the tech sector on the local market and you should try and buy them as the if the price falls. Mm. Yeah. Uh, keep them all yeah, in yeah. your watch Just list. Just keep them on your watch yeah. list yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks. Uh, RPM Global, buy from Gorav, nibble. Uh, from Nathan Gorev has more conviction to go in a bit harder at these levels uh, Latitude and Oath from, uh, from both I think they use the word run um, Credit Corp <laughs> a shell from Nathan a hold from mm-hmm. Uh Bendigo a hold from both if you're after income um, just sit there and collect your dividends if that's your investment strategy and ordinate a hold from both as well. Uh, here on the call, we've been following our uh, fantasy high conviction growth fund as picked by our investment committee. The latest investment committee meeting is on the platform now and in that March committee meeting. They got out a seven group in Janison Education. Right. It's too expensive. Uh, Mineral Resources was a trip. Um, MA Financial and Ostow were added to the portfolio. Nice work, mate.
0: Thank you. Uh, (laughs) you.
1: Let's see how the stock's performing since the 1st of March last year. It is currently up. We got, it's about 12, 13% from memory if we don't have Mm. that chart there. Uh, Keeps, uh, there we go, uh, just under 13%. Keep sending your requests to the call because. That's the way it gets up to the investment committee. So RPM Global will be put to the committee
0: at their next. Get it in, Mate. Maker. Get it in. I right. will try. I will try. <laughs> Don't get me wrong.
2: All
1: right, Uh, this half hour uh, we're going to uh, be covering Elders, Arafura Rare Earth, JB Hi Fi, Baby Bunting, and Dusk. Mm. All right, Nathan, you're the big Elders fan. Ben wants to know, are you still a fan of Elders? Uh, Done nothing in the last few months. Has it sort of knocked your conviction?
2: Uh, no, no. Um, look, we follow the data and the data is still very positive. The bears' um, data was solid. Um, regional economy is holding up quite well. Um, I don't see, you know, we talked to a number of our, our farming clients and I don't see any of them being bearish. Let's put it that way. They're very, you know, happy and they're doing well and local economy is doing quite well. Um, And I I think Elders is a really good exposure for that. And um, as as we previously uh, discussed, you had the big fall on the CEO change. And then a particular quant fund, I'm not gonna mention, I think was the main seller that got out and they left a bit of trail. Um, So that has shaken a few, um, I guess, market sentiment. So the market is kind of digesting it. I think it's actually a perfect stock for the current market where it's in a value territory. It's The upside macro is still positive. I think the downside risk, the hot money is kind of out. Anyone who was going to panic and panicked and got out. And so I think it's a, it's a good stock. You buy agri stocks when people throw them out. Yep. And trust me, Elders has been thrown out a few times now. Um, so I'm happy with it. I'm not happy that it's come back, but I'm happy with the fact that where it is now, I think it's a good buying opportunity. It
1: is an interesting. So
2: many people like it.
1: No, it's not not just. So many have well, got on board the last couple of months. It's probably and it's still a, done nothing.
2: Yeah, but it's. I think it's. You need the institutional buying, and I think the institutional right. buyers still a bit. Uh, they're waiting for the next set of results to give them okay. a bit of an idea. Yeah. Um, but I think the the beauty of it is, people want to have exposure to the food, agri, regional thematic, and Elders is a g- really good diversified play. That's why I think it gets the attention, um, but. And I can understand. I mean, the last two negative catalysts have shaken a bit of sentiment. Right. So I don't see fundies jumping in straight away. They're waiting for something to happen so they can okay. see the results. So um, look, I'm happy the risk return is in your favor. So I'm happy to buy. Still a buy.
0: Go I'm less enthused than, than Nathan. Um, I, I will say that this has been one of the more remarkable turnarounds I've seen in, in many years on the ASX. Um, it's gone from being an absolute, uninvestable basket case to being yep. not just a fair quality, but but a legitimately good quality business. Um, these distribution style businesses, and this is mostly now a, a regional distribution business it distributes a whole bunch of goods into regional areas. These distribution style businesses can actually make, they don't look pretty all the time. They're generally low margin, um, high capital intensity. They use a lot of working capital um, mm. businesses, but they can make very good returns. And I would put elders in that category. I think this is actually a, a good quality business and I'm interested. But I do note that this one still has a very high degree of cyclicality and conditions have just been perfect over the last. 12, 18 months and we shouldn't expect that to continue. So I think these right. low multiples are entirely justified. It was a sell for me um, over the last few months. And on valuation grounds, I think we can claw back to a hold. Um, right. But I still think it's it's nowhere near, probably needs to go down to about six for me to, to take another look and be interested. But um, it, it, I think we still six. see... Yeah, I think we still need to see okay, margins so to come down. just below
1: nine, you're seeing, saying another third. Yeah.
0: I think so. I think so. But it's um, its re-entered my watch list after a decade of being in the abyss and I would never have looked at it. And credit to Nathan, he picked it on the way yep. up earlier than anyone else I know.
1: Will it get down to six?
0: I hope yeah. not.
2: Uh, okay, always, these uh, things it, always uh, go
0: up too far on the way up and too far yeah, on the way Yeah,
2: but if, if that's happening, then we mm-hmm. need to see... Massive destruction of uh, inflation, right? Which means we got bigger issues to deal with, right? Elders wouldn't be the one that I'd be worried about, okay? So, all right, it'd be interesting. Mm.
1: Uh, Charlotte wants to view um Gorova on Arafura rare earths, okay? It develops, I can't even pronounce it, NBT hmm.
0: neodymium,
1: whatever it is, neodymium.
0: Deopriniprasium? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right, just, right, yeah, anyhow, around, yeah. And, anyway, we could spend all, all um, the whole hour just trying to pronounce those yeah, two. Yeah. yeah, let's call them NDPR. But those are key ingredients, um, mostly for magnets. Um, so any industrial magnet will have um, big quantities of those. And, and yep. magnets, of course, are really important for um, motors and, and for generating current. Um, so a really important use case. Um, And and rare earths, um, you know, everyone thinks rare earth is great, but um, there's a huge disparity in the value of rare earth deposits. You need the ratio of particular rare earths to be in the right mix for the actual ore to be valuable. Um, And and these guys actually have a good looking project geologically. Um, I will say that they've been trying to get this thing up and running maybe 15 years. It's been a long time. Wow. Uh, and, and it does look like they're on the brink now. They've got offtake agreements, which look secure. Um, the management looks like they've got the right experience. Um, they've got ambitions to build the processing plant on site, which is a huge deal. Uh, mm. And that's why you'd be looking at this, I think. But rare earths projects aren't mining projects. They are chemical projects. The mining is really simple. It's yeah. not where the costs are. It's not where the risks are. All of those things reside in the chemical separation.
1: Which is in the process. Which is in
0: the processing. And it's complicated, it's dirty, and it's expensive. Um, So they're talking about over a billion, about a billion dollars to create the plant. They've got a joint venture partner. They have some funding. But I just don't think there's enough upside here, actually. They're talking about a MPV of $2.4 billion. It's a $1.2 billion stock. They haven't even begun. They haven't, don't even have FID. They don't even have final investment on the project. They haven't started construction of the most complicated, hardest part of the project. And already, you're only okay. talking about a double. This is not worth... It, it's a good project i think it'll get done um but the risk reward is just not there you, you want multiples of the upside it's not good enough you, you can't make a double and call yourself a success out of this because it's okay. way too risky
1: so would you go linus instead uh, i of would i'd actually me,
0: sell arafura and right. if you're interested um i think linus looks interesting there's a it's been belted, it's been belted and yeah. that is a fantastic um yeah. mining business like yeah. oh it's a Sorry, a chemicals yeah, business, yeah. a fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. chemicals business, yeah. and I think there's some interesting stuff, and, and just proven, fantastic management yeah. as well, mm. and, and you need that in these businesses. You need excellent management. You can't do, um, you can't do a Deterra and just sit there with a lazy board and do nothing and collect money. You actually have to do work. Yeah. Um, sorry about, sorry to Deterra.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Arifura. Yeah. Linus if you want the sector. Jeez, that's scary.
2: Uh, I have to agree. Ooh. Jesus. It's this <laughs> is to happening worry. too uh, much nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, look we, we like Linus. Uh Grab's right. It's it's you know, it's it's what you're doing in the processing that matters. Yeah. And So that's
1: what's dropped Linus at share price, hasn't it? Yeah. This dispute now, with
2: oh oh no. that wasn't then um, Mr. Musk came out and said, oh, ah. we're working on an engine that doesn't require rare earth. Yep. Right. Um, they used to have an engine that didn't require rare earth. It was heavy. Um, yeah. And the battery technology it was heavier and less efficient. That's why they went to rare earth. Right. So... Um, and uh, they do have a history of saying stuff that doesn't. But that's happen.
0: entirely possible. That's the it risk you possible. take with something like that. That is, you know? that's.
2: I mean, it's, yep. it's yeah. the same with lithium. Yeah. You know, some yep. some. Well, did you hear on the weekend? There's yeah. been
0: an, um, there's a new lithium battery developed now that uses yeah. no cobalt. So all these people who mm. are thinking that's right. cobalt is the and and that's that's, that's been just thrown out. out. Yeah, yeah. 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 About that. yeah. Right. but
2: again. And that, that's a risk with all EV, uh, battery, yep. engine technology, yeah. right? A- anything that changes will have a dramatic effect. That's one thing. The other thing is also, you have to remember people can come up with a test case, but it has to actually be executable mm. <laughs> yep. in the scale. Mm. And, and a lot of things then, you know, we've seen plenty of technologies that never get to that next stage. So again, that has to happen. So all of these things are big and important. And rare earth is used not just in cars, there are a lot of other yep. features to it as well. So I don't see rare earth disappearing. So, I mean, if you're, if you're interested in rare earth, Linus, it's a great time because there's multiple things hitting it at the moment, yeah. but it's a unique asset. And when I say asset, it's the processing plant that nobody else has. And yes. there's a reason why the US government and the Australian government are helping yeah. Linus yeah. because yeah. they need because them.
1: Because they are
0: doing the processing They are doing plant, it and so they're,
1: they're the only thing
2: exactly and so and the, for to me to it. And in it, took them, it took
0: them more than a decade to exactly. crack the chemistry as right. well i mean these things are fiendishly complex i know these guys have a flow sheet and it all looks like it's working yeah. but <laughs> when you start getting at it I, you're yeah. going to encounter Cheese
2: graham you're sounding yeah. very cynical <laughs> 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 but that's yeah. the case i mean i think you, you've got to look at the risk return yeah so when you see the risk return uh, you haven't started the process and you're mm. a billion dollars it always worries me. So this is where things are. I think you've got to be a bit pragmatic in this market and you've got to look at the risk return and graphs, right? You need a lot more upside for what it is to go for that risk. And for Linus, it's a proven player. There's a reason why the governments are backing them. And I'd be there. It is weak and it's getting hammered. But then again, today, every you know wow. EV commodity is getting hammered. Um, yeah, and I've you're been, getting that.
1: I haven't seen Linus for a while, but... Uh, mm. What is yeah, this time last year? 11 bucks, currently just under seven.
2: Yeah. So, and, yeah. And you're getting, and you know, all the EV stocks are getting hit right now. Um, it was only and it, 10 a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, and, and that's the beauty of these kind of stocks as well. They can be quite volatile in this market. So we like resources, but we don't like the crowded resources because everyone's trying to get out of those. So we like the unique place, and Linus kind of fits into that. Um, so, in that context, I, I like Linus. I think that's a better risk return than.
1: So, uh, you, you be buying Linus even though it's under pressure at the moment.
2: Yep. Okay. All right. Uh,
1: let's finish with uh, three retail stocks. Let's start with uh, one of the most admired on the market. Harry wants uh, a view based on JB Hi Fi. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, look, JB Hi Fi is. I mean, it's it's a great business, yeah. uh, just in the wrong cycle. Um, I think it's, they, I think, apart from, I think we've said this, apart from Chemist Warehouse, these guys probably shove more crap in your face uh, yeah, when you walk yeah. into the store. per square meter. Yeah, yep. and they're very good at it. Um, they probably, I mean, they did well buying um, good guys into a property cycle. But that, all of those things kind of coming off for me, um, because most of those benefit of this last couple of years stimulus spending, a lot of those things are not repeated purchases they tend to be multi-year purchases so i don't know if you're going to get the same kind of um, spending coming through for these places yeah. um, and i think all retail sector i mean for us consumer spending globally is going to see downturn we are already seeing that and that will flow into retail first and then it'll go into consumer services second and then to banks i yeah. mean you're already seeing banks Showing that in, in the edges, but that's the big cycle. So retail for me um, is, is still in a tough time. I, I don't see retail rebounding um, this year. I think it's going to be tough. And we haven't seen the effects of the rate rises coming through yet. And that's only starting to play out. And I suspect that's going to be weighing on them through this year. But I think the back end of this year, there will be great buying opportunity. But it's in not retail. Right. in retail, right. but, but not, not right now. now. Right. Go ahead. Uh
0: What he said, but with more conviction <laughs> and with more aggression. Okay. Oh. I, I think JB Hi-Fi is a strong sell. In yeah. fact, I'd consider it as a um, as a potential short idea. Um, uh, you know, the, the numbers and the the um, fantastic performance over the last few years has made this a darling, and yes. I think people have forgotten or don't understand. How that's happened, and if when you pull apart the numbers, it's, it's very clear how that's happened. Um, this is a company that was doing three percent net margins pre-COVID, and it's now doing more than six percent net margins. Six mm. percent is is phenomenal. There wouldn't be another retailer of this sort doing any. It's probably making two x what any other retailer mm. of this kind anywhere in the world is doing, and it's just it's not sustainable. The margins are coming down. The other thing that they've benefited from over the last few years, and um, and I saw this because I'm the analyst on Telstra. Right. And so I can see the Telstra numbers. Telstra used to sell a whole bunch of iPhone and or a lot of Apple hardware. And they've stopped subsidizing that hardware and so they don't, they don't incur the working capital charge and they can pay the dividend. And what's happened is all those sales have moved out of Telstra and have gone into JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> So these guys have been a lucky beneficiary of COVID, which has doubled their margin and and increased their revenue heaps. And they've been a lucky beneficiary of a chance strategy from Telstra. Right. Um, Now that's not to say that they're not good operators. These are very, very good retailers, but let's not get out. This is not some magical retail operation. On the
2: last reported data, take a guess what the PE is. It's what, what, eight or something?
0: Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's a stati- warning sign. <laughs>
2: statistically, <laughs> yeah. eight, so long-term, this is where the data geeks, mm-hmm. long-term market multiple 14, two standard deviation is eight. So eight is a no-brainer buy.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a retail. A retail at two standard deviation discount to the market is like run for the damn hills. Yeah, that's that's a strong Because that means sign. everyone is yeah. bought into that concept that yeah. this thing will keep delivering. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is so much optimism priced into this. Yeah. It is scary because they've got growth aspect, right? People are okay. forecasting growth. So they're trading at even lower. You on see, a lot
1: on. of analysts just keep the same EPS metric across mm-hmm. everything. They go, low PE, buy retailers yeah. now. Yeah. They're the screaming buys. Yeah. So they don't understand. I think
0: you've been kind but calling them analysts.
1: analysts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You can, mate could write a program in 20 seconds to do their job. See, this okay. is, yeah. you know, when, you yeah.
2: peop, when I hear people talk, you know, Warren Buffett did this, and you go, Warren Buffett has been turned into a program like 20 years ago. Right. Right? You right. can never do what a Warren Buffett does because there's Those so many machines down. can do it. Yeah, yeah. So right. this is, you know, I, I think I right. also have to think but outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's JB a, high fives out. It's a massive. Is it the same with Baby Bunting? Roger wants to die.
0: Yeah, it's a bit different. They they have had a a benefit, but they've also had incurred costs um, as, as well. the The latest result was 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 bad. But it really was bad. it was really bad. And on top of that, you had a sudden departure of um, of the was it the CEO? The CEO or the, yeah, heard. yeah. Which is a really bad sign as well. This is a company I've owned in the past, but sold on valuation grounds. And you know, you, you got to pay attention to valuation when it comes yeah. to these retailers. Um, I think the store opportunity is also quite small, the rollout opportunity is rather small, so you're really depending on generating a lot more sales inside the stores and the- They um, dominate their brand. Oh, absolutely, sector, they do. Don't they? they do, but you saw from the latest uh, latest half that the sales have really slowed and the consumable sales, the stuff that keeps people coming back into the store, Things like nappies, um, baby bin liners, um, all those, yeah. uh, you know, those, those things that yep. Nathan choose on. What are they called? Dummies. <laughs> 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 all those things, um, they've, they've completely slowed and yeah. there are cheaper versions to get those. And the big things are cyclical, prams, yeah. um, you know, those things are cyclical as well. So I think there's, there's a bit of a tough time coming for baby bunting. Um, it does look rather attractive on valuation grounds and there's a very strong underlying business there. And I, I don't think it's it has the same sort of headwinds in terms of margin. Uh, and on top of that, the costs actually look transitory. I mean, there, a lot of the the cost problems with freight. Mm. Um, I'll go hold for now. I think it's interesting enough to keep a hold. I don't mm. have enough conviction to buy yeah. it. But there is a strong business here. It's certainly not as... Um, as diabolical as JB, I'd be, as I said, I am strongly selling JB. I'd consider yeah. opening a short position on well, JB.
2: Well, it's, it's a crowded trade. You yeah. know it's going to unwind. Yeah, but, but then, this
0: thing is, is is a hold really. This is getting yeah. close,
1: Nathan, to the and March end. 2020 yeah, lows, yeah.
2: is Oh, look, I mean, it benefited from um, being last man standing. Yeah. Uh, everyone else blew up yeah. and they became the last man standing, did well, and it's really come off. Uh, it's so ugly that you have to look at it mm. and the multiple is expensive. It just looks like, you know, it's like a you know, Russia's gone through it. It's just a disaster side. Yeah. So it's everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. Yeah. It's in a downgrade cycle, management leads. Except you've got this retail, retail cliff coming Yeah, which, retail cliff. Um, yeah. You think of what you can, you know, what is the worst thing that could happen, it's all happening, right? Yeah. At the same time. That's why I think, oh, it's I'm not buying it it right. is definitely one on the shopping list yeah, that i want to keep an right. eye on yeah. i want to see what they execute if they start doing the right things you you would start biting into it but right now
0: if it wasn't for the ceo abruptly leaving yeah. i would have actually so the problem i would is have actually probably nibbled on this when right. when a new one comes really in
2: they're going to shuffle the deck and right. there'll probably be some secret mess that gets released. Oh, you know what the playbook
0: and is? When the, when a new retail CEO comes in, he brings a lot of the inventory yeah. and slashes the value yeah. of it. Yeah. And that way they can bring cash yeah, into exactly. the business, yeah. expand my... If there's a, there's a it's playbook for it's, this. It's a and you know, shuffling the decks that's going to yeah. come.
2: So, so it's a might, hold if you're in it
0: though. You, or? You've,
2: you've taken such a hit. Right. You might as well, might as well right? Um, <laughs> but I, I think there is, there is a diamond in the rough um, because it mm-hmm. does have an advantage of... Structural uh, uniqueness, mm. so that's why I'm interested. But I expect the the next set of numbers are going to probably no. be ugly. So no. um, I'm not, you know, if you if you're I holding. I what
0: to think about the next. The, 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 no, I think it's possible that the because um, no one's that,
2: incentivized to actually support it, right? Because Manuel's left. The new guy coming, you know, the interim guy or the new guy is going to come in and go. A girl. He's going to come in and go. Hey. Uh, throw these out with the baby yeah, with the water. Yeah, yeah. water. So th- that's going to be... I think big. you
0: might see an inventory write-down. Yeah, for sure.
2: so that's yeah. going to be the risk. So yeah. shorter term, you're holding, but you're probably going to get hammered on the numbers. But yeah. I mm. think you've taken the pain.
0: Okay. Mm. So Nathan's
1: throwing the baby out with the water. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to one say something it. so uh, very appropriate. And uh, the final one, yeah. uh, is Dusk a diamond mm. in the retail sector, Nathan, uh,
2: uh, or a a candle glow or yeah, yeah. an aromatherapy. I think they, they might have burnt foil. themselves on both sides of the candle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, look, I had to use that <laughs> one. Uh, look, you know, I've referred to my research analyst. My daughter does seem to like the store. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. Their friend seems to like it. So there is something to it. But I think it's going to have a tough so, time. Can you can tell
1: she's moved from Smiggle yes. to yeah. Candle. Can- I, I don't know, know she's, so she's, she's <laughs>
2: getting into she's, 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 She works there. She's, she loves Smiggle. Um, she's just going to understand how much money that people spend there. Um, mm. I look, I, I think the Dusk one is probably going to be under pressure for longer. Yeah. Uh, but I think on the valuation side, it's probably down there. Mm. I think you're OK, if you're holding it, You. You've taken the hit. Mate, the uh, CEO totally.
0: left abruptly here as well, didn't he? Yeah, it? that's also. A
2: lot of CEOs oh, yeah. have left in a lot of yes. different sectors. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Usually, that tells you how the market cycle is probably weak. Mm. But again, I think the retail sector will play out in this one. Mm. I don't think there's a turnaround. You shouldn't. I mean, if you're already been there, you've taken the hit. You might as well hold. Hold. Oh, uh, but yeah. I think it's going to be ugly over the next six months.
0: I actually think the CEO was a big part of the investment case for me because he had bought the company. He had completely transformed yes. this business, um, uh, been there for a long time, and him leaving quite suddenly without warning is a huge red flag for me. There are some businesses that don't rely too much on the CEO, but this is this is not one of those. Okay. This is a big deal, and and the numbers here are quite astonishing. This looks ridiculously cheap, but the same analysis that helped us with JB will help us here again. Look at the. Um, expansion of the of the metrics here, and you realize that this company is over earning. Wow. So they they okay. had doubled their um their revenue per store, doubled. I mean that is extraordinary, mm. um over COVID. The so last, that's coming down.
2: Last result, earnings yep.
0: six p. Yeah, mm. but look at the margin. The margin went. I think it went four x. The margin has yeah. is four x what they are earning pre COVID. Maybe some of that is store expansion efficiencies, but a lot of that is going to be wiped away as well. And on top of that, you've got this retail cliff. I don't think there is a more discretionary sector of the market than candles. Mm. I reckon the first thing you do once you're feeling the pinch is you stop buying wax that you heat up and watch melt. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, well, hey, some would say, it's a bit like lipstick. Yeah, that's what lipstick I was gonna say, the index. lipstick so it's, yeah. it's, it's, I, a, it's a cheap gift for yourself in yeah. a hard time. I reckon I the
0: think, problem is you pay money for it, then you actually physically watch it melt away. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a really hard thing. Um, I just love
2: the way you explained that. But I think it <laughs> it probably will, won't do, I mean, I think the numbers are gonna be ugly, right? There's no way that's gonna beat that expectation, it's too hard. Yeah. But I, I suspect that it'll probably straight sideways. You're not gonna get the breakout, you're not gonna do any huge returns. Jumping into this stock. Right. Um, but if you're there, Look, you just uh, got to wait for 20 if, so if, if, uh, no, Hold it if you're it, there. It's or? a sell for me. So yeah. okay. if
0: the CEO had stayed there, it would yeah, be okay. a hold and maybe a nibble. Um, right. Because I actually think it's a very strong underlying business here. Yes. But these numbers are scary. They, they have to come off. And the lack of the CEO off. suddenly leaving a huge red flag for me. So okay. um, it's a sell. All
1: right. Let's recap the final five stocks. Elders, uh, still a buy from Nathan. Uh, Grave has a hold. He would buy it at $6. Under $6. <laughs> Under six dollars. Remember it's eight ninety seven at the harsh, moment. Harsh, like uh Arafura a um a no a sell from both Maiton and Gaurav, um they would prefer to buy Linus In um, and Linus looks pretty good in this sector at the moment. JB Hi-Fi, a note from Maiton, a sell from Gorev. Strong sell. Uh, strong sell. <laughs> baby Bunting, a hold, uh, mediocre hold, let's mm. put it from Baby Bunting. Mm. And Dusk is a strong sell or just a sell? Just a sell. Just, just, just a normal sell. Okay, a yeah. normal sell and a hold from Maiton. From Intelligent Investor. Always great to catch up. Thank great you, sir. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Maiton Summerson Darren from Deep Data Analytics, likewise. Thank Good you. to see you. Uh, now, if you've got any stocks that you would like me to put to our expert panels, put them in an email to call at com today or tweet us using the at osbiztv handle. Uh, stick around, more of osbiz coming up. The Pulses next. <laughs>
0: The Call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe.